It's a new day. Yes, it is. Live from a Zoom call emanating from Atlanta, Georgia, Lando Lakes, Florida, and the great city of Lenexa, Kansas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the new day. Feel the power. Take it away, wow. fellas. Wow. Okay. Yes. So got a regression. Yes. Wow. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Don't start the pot off all sour wow. and bitter. Let's get some energy. I love to hear it. Um, there's some backstory, by the way, to this, Lenexa, Kansas. Uh, before, as you, you had to reboot your computer before we started recording. But anyways, uh, Mr. Riker, Dan, uh, who you know, did the intro. He told me that uh, that is the town that both he and Baron Corbin are from. And uh, it's a very small town. And then Baron uh, Corbin sold out when he got to the main roster and just decided to be billed from Kansas City. But he's a fraud. He's a fraud. <laughs> he's not from Kansas City. He's from Lenexa. So, so, you know, claim who you are. Claim your city. Claim your town. Just because it's a little podunk town doesn't mean it's not worth claiming. And I mean, it's probably not a podunk town. Hey, no, I'm, I'm sure. Say, I'm better, sure it's lovely. I'm sure it's up. lovely. For now, to live there. But what? What was? I mean, look. I'm not Kofi, you know. I'm not Kofi. Burton. Whoa! Burton. Don't, Burton. Try to, don't try to pass the heat now. Go on now. You're digging yourself a fine hole, sir. I'm, tr- I'm trying to say what what is the reason that he would not claim Lenexa because it's because small. Because it's easier. It's easier just, for people to understand when you go do interviews or something. I could say I'm from Marietta. I say it's from Atlanta, so because it, it takes out like nine tenths of an unnecessary conversation. Right. Oh, yeah, well, where's that? It's like 20 minutes outside of the city. Oh, east or west? Like, I, you don't really you gotta, care. You're you just, don't care. You know, you're yeah. just, you're filling time. I don't need that. I'm from Atlanta. Okay, cool. There's a certain level of authenticity, though, when you say that you're from Marietta, right? Yeah, and when I'm in situations where I feel like it's relevant, you know, I, I let people know Marietta is the place that I grew up. Wait, where oh, are you built from? Down. Are you still built from Atlanta? I was at Angel Grove, California okay. for a while. Angel Grove. Yeah. Nice. There's there's a lot of Easter eggs in my wrestling. That's that's my main focus. Power, yeah. It's Power Rangers. Power yeah. Rangers town. Right. I know this because I actually remember okay. that he was from you act, you act like you've never heard of the Angel Grove. So if you try to turn it on me, like I didn't Ooh. know. But the fact that you didn't realize he was built from Angel Grove once is actually on you. I didn't know he was built from there, but when he said it, I said, wow, I popped for it because it's Power Rangers. Of course I would know where, what Angel Grove. But how, did, how could you not know where he was built from? We've been together since 2014. I don't, I don't was, listen to pre- where people are built from. That was the before time. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell you where anybody was built from, to be honest. Not even me? Well, just Tampa, yeah, Florida. Exactly, Tampa, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But nobody else. Literally nobody else. Yeah. And, and you're not from a fictional place. Yeah. yeah, but it's so unique. It's so but, unique that you it, actually it live there. You actually, but no, but I'm saying you should know because we wrestled so much and we heard that said over the speakers as we're, that was pre hanging out with Kofi. During the New Day's run, when you were the singles, they never billed you from Angel Group. I'm pretty sure. Because when I said, I, I remember one day I told Jojo, I was like, oh, so it'll, be, it'll probably be easier to start saying Atlanta because people in the office have started like asking me questions. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> they're yeah, on to me. <laughs> it's, it's annoying. And so I was like, so just, just, just saying from Atlanta, she goes, oh, I have to go get that cleared. And I said, <laughs> I said, Angel Girl's not a real place. This is where I'm really from. Like, I didn't have to ask to say where I was from. That was from Angel Grove. Why did I, I, so I just, uh, it was done. I was done. I think, why did you want to change it? You could 
I think you should have kept it. I don't know. I think you I was still in the my, my my brain uh, was still in conforming times. Yeah. I got I gotta be in my box and be like everybody so I can get ahead <laughs> in the business. <laughs> nah, I'm over it. My how the times have changed. Bro, bro, Based on the I conversation love, we just had. Yeah. I love wrestling. It's fantastic. It. But dude, I'm not I'm not trying to live anybody else's life. Like I have a blast doing what I'm doing with y'all. That's literally the only thing that matters to me. Like yeah. I could care, I could not care less. I could not care less about somebody else's opinion as long as we are having fun and smiling and having a good time. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. <laughs> also, thank you for saying for not saying I could care less. Yes. Because yeah, it's a word. That that bothers me. And maybe there's an it origin, is. again, going back to etymology, maybe there's an origin of the term that makes it make some sense. But when people say I could care less and they don't mean it in that way, it irks right. me. It, yes, it's, it's, it is kind of irksome. I, I think it's like, um, uh, what is it? It's antisocial and asocial. People always say, yes. oh, they're antisocial. Like, no, no, you mean no. asocial. But then at this point in time, is it just so common in the English vernacular that we should just accept antisocial as what they mean it as? No, no, no. We can never regress. We can never let up because that word, it means something. If it's, I'm trying to think of an acceptable word that we can change the meaning of because a and anti are different. If you if you burn down homes and you cut down trees, then yes, you are anti-social. <laughs> yes. When you are trying to actively destroy the structures of society, then I will agree with you that you are anti-social. <laughs> if you are asocial, that means you don't like a lot of social interaction. It's very easy. Same thing as asexual is you don't have you know, sexual react. I shouldn't have gotten down the asexual thing. But also be sensitive to the definition because there are people who are actually asexual. So let me let me move away from that. But anyways, uh, I do staunchly agree with you. We talked about this. We talked about this years ago and our annoyance with people who use the term antisocial mm. when they mean asocial. So I, use I, your I, use your words correctly, please, people. This is weird. So I, I opened up my email when we started and I had a new email from 23andMe saying I had new relatives. Have you guys done oh. this? Yeah, I did. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Ancestry.com? Ancestry.com, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did that one. Yeah, yeah. Have you done it, E? Uh, I have not. Do you have to give your DNA? You do have Yeah, so you do. Yeah. It's like they send you like two vials and you just like, remember, remember you used to spit in like a Gatorade bottle for wrestling? <laughs> I recall. Are you shaking your what, head. Why are you shaking no. your head? I'm just saying... The ability for these people to clone you, to, uh, make a, to make an army of clones. I don't know, bruh. I don't know. Even you. though Rob did Rob did have me spit in a tube last week, um, oh. but he's very convincing. Rob McIntyre, who we Damn. trained under for years. Um, yeah, just because he likes to, I don't know, I think it was for some kind of testing on your athletic abilities or whatnot. Yeah. I don't really recall. He explains things to me. And I kind of listen, but then he, he just says, he'll text me like a few days later, can I come over? And I completely forgot the reason why. And he's, he's like en route anyways. I, I don't, I don't ever really tell him no. I trust him not to clone me, hopefully. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Cause, so, Cause you want to be, yeah. So he tells you, hey, remember you agreed to do this thing that you don't remember? Yeah, sure, let's do it. We're going through like a service that tells us like all these stats about our health and our genetics. <laughs> And it's weird that we're doing that. Yeah, I know Rob. I know Rob. Do you know these people? Do you trust these people? No, but I get to see my stats from where of all the places I'm from. That so is pretty cool. Rob is not the one who's actually like. I'm, he, I'm sure he sends it out, right? So yeah, but he does his research and whatnot. So he, I'm sure he. These people are <laughs> you act like he's in the lab, just like taking yeah. out the little molecules yeah. and be like, ah, yes, this is why he lifts this much weight. Uh, yes, like, yes. Would you put him past Rob to be to have his own lab? 
And that you know what? I, you know what? Work himself. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's funny that we, yeah. Yeah, fair. When <laughs> you say it like that, there's a there's chance. A right. <laughs> so when I clicked on it, uh, it wouldn't load like my new relatives. I'm excited to see if I got some. Uh, but I, I clicked on my, my ancestry because I couldn't remember. And it shows you the percentage of like yeah. what you are. So like I'm 73.9% sub-Saharan African. So 65% of my genetics are, are West African. Yep. And then 8% is Congolese and South, Southern East African. And then I'm 23% European. Wow. That explains no a lot. Not, not before I did this. Really? 23%, I would imagine, means you probably have a great-grandfather who is at least mixed or... No, like, so I did this, and I know, I think my dad was more when he did it, but they didn't have any recollection of anybody from Europe, like, in the in the bloodline. So, like, obviously there is, but it's, like, back further, or or we just don't know, you know? I'm fascinated um, now. It's, it's it very is. interesting, because it shows you, like, the map and everything, and so there's, like, this place that I'm... Uh, I'm 0.01% from uh, Kypriot, C, I'm going to, I'm butchering it, C-Y-P-R-I-O-T, and I click, it's this tiny little island I've never heard of before. So now I'm going to like be Googling it the rest of the day. Right. Cyprus is, is spelled C-Y-P-R, so is it Cy- Cypriot? I don't know, I'm probably butchering it as well. No clue. Yeah, that stuff is real interesting, man, especially, so two things, uh, when I did it, um, you know how it, it'll tell you like the the circles in which you were from, and it says like you're kind of uh, probably from wherever like the intersection of the circles. Are. I had two circles, one that went in Ghana, and the other one was I think Tobago. No, not Tobago. What's next to Ghana? Y'all don't know. I'm uh, terrible with geography. I'll, I'll have, yeah, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to look it up. Anyway, but it, like the intersection of it, it was like right in the middle of Ghana, and that was it. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. You know. So yeah, uh, maybe that, Togo. Maybe, Togo. 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 Yeah, and it, it was like right in between. So I, you know, sometimes you like you wonder like, oh, well, I got to be like maybe one percent European or South American or whatever. And for me, it was legit. Two circles and the intersection was like right in the middle of Ghana. So that's wild. Yeah, it, it's you know, I don't know if it's like a bad badge of honor. I'm a I'm a pure blood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's uh, it's just interesting to see like that they can they can like tell that stuff. And even now with like babies too, so you can take a um, a, a sample for uh, I don't know if it's like a blood test or a DNA test, but for what your baby is going to look like. What your oh. ba- what eye color they are, what kind of personality they have, what kind of temperament they might have, they can figure out all that stuff, which is wild, you know. I can't. That's it's that's, too that's, much, that's messing right? with too. That's messing with too much. Yeah, it's like that movie. What's uh, um uh, Gattaca? Do you, do you remember that movie? Yeah, well, I, uh, I remember the name, but I don't really remember seeing it. So, like when you're when you're born, they take your DNA and they put it in a computer, and it tells you what job you're gonna have, what tells you economic status you're gonna have, and so. If it says, okay, you're going to be a janitor, like you are, you're not allowed to be anything but that. Okay. If you're going to be a scientist, you're not going to be anything but that. So it's, it's very intense. And it's this guy's story of who he's not supposed to be an astronaut, but he gets this guy's skin cells and stuff. And he's got this arrangement with him to uh, kind of try to pass so that he can go to space. And it's, it's very interesting, but stuff like that freaks me out, dude. We shouldn't know that. We shouldn't know that. Yeah. Stuff. Right. Well, right. Do you remember the uh, human genome project? Vaguely. Okay, so anyways, it was, uh, and, and I'm definitely going to butcher this. So if anyone's interested, do your research because I'm going to bungle this for sure. But I know there was a, a, a concerted effort. Yeah, I said bungle. There was a concerted <laughs> effort by, by scientists to, to map the human genome. And I think by doing so, um, 
it just allows for uh, more innovations like being able to um, manipulate down the, the road human genes. I'm definitely butchering this, so look into it and don't listen to me. But I think it's really interesting the more uh, information we gather about our DNA structures and our ability to predict DNA and all that is really interesting. I also wanted to go back to uh, your point. Um, it's not really the same thing as like ancestry or, but anything, anyways, um, I recently discovered there's a pop singer. She's British named Jade Ewan. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting last name, but she's, she's mixed. She's British, but, and born in like 87, I think, but her mom, she retained her mom's last name and her mom is Jamaican. So I wondered how many Jamaicans are there? Her mom is Jamaican and, and dark skin. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she's a relative of mine. I have no idea. I haven't reached out to her. I'm just very curious. But I don't, Ewan, Ewan, I think is a Scottish name. Um, I just can't fathom that there are that many yeah. Jamaican Ewans, but I could be wrong. So maybe we're related. Maybe it's nothing. Um, but our, yeah, cool. our parents should be r- roughly, if she's born in 87, I'm in 86. I would imagine her mom is probably close to the same age as, and I know so little about my father's side of the family, so it intrigued me. Like, hey, is this random woman who's a pop star on the other side of the world? At least she was like in a girl group or something. But anyways, that, that's that's the extent of my searching for my yeah. uh, my branches. Well, now I bet you people are going to go out and try to find uh-huh. out and connect yep. y'all, you know? Yep, we'll see. You got family members all over in different countries. They're all doing different professions and things. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Do you think any of them have the Langston name? <laughs> well, <laughs> don't, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> that is a... Uh, it's a work name, as you know, so <laughs> it would not actually be blood related, but uh, yeah, I need to do some some digging. Yeah. On the oh, because yeah. we, we forgot. Uh, I I am Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Oh. Austin Creed. And I am Kofi Kingston. Yes. And I guess because we were mentioning Langston, it's time for the intros. I, I am B. <laughs> that, is, that is the name given to me. That is a name that I'm trying to, to make the best of. You know, I'm trying to make a living with this here name. Um, it means a lot. You know, when someone gives you a name, that's that's a big deal. And it's not like we're actors who, who play a role and just move on from that role and take on another role. I can't just take on another name. I'm just Biggie. I'm stuck with this. I'll forever be, at least, you know, I'll forever be tied to, to Biggie. Forever. Forever. But the Langston, not, not so much. Not so much. Sorry, now I'm looking at the relatives, and I have two new relatives that I have oh to now reach out to. Third cousin. What, what's the per- oh third cousins? Yeah, third cousins. So second great grandparents. So so far away. So you have their names here. Yeah. Do, you, so, do they provide addresses or any other information? No, it's like so you have a profile. So it, I can message them on this and be like, hey, we there's a possibility since we're third cousins, it's pretty far away. So it's like, hey, there's a possibility that we could be related. Then we chat. Like, hey, who do you know? This person, this person. Oh yeah, that person's my grandma. Oh my god, what? Oh, that's crazy. Do you want to meet in Vegas for a family reunion when all the stuff goes away? Yeah, sure, cool. I think, the like fear, I think the fear for me with something like that is these people are actually horrible people or they want to uh, steal your identity <laughs> or your money. There's a, it's a real crapshoot just reaching out, especially you. It is. Being a public figure, it's very easy to say, hey, even if you have no idea who you are, it's easy to Google you and say, oh, this dude has some money. He has something I can get out of him. And I don't know. It's, uh, it's a bit very unsettling. True. Very it true. unsettling. Yeah. It's not like you can go back. You know what I'm saying? No. Like erase the conversation. Right. Especially when you reach out now, like if yeah. they reached out to me, yeah. then I could take my time replying. I could say, no, but if you reach out to me 
And then something I do, you don't like, I'm kind of like, hey, you, you're the one who started this bridge. You built the bridge. <laughs> Let me cross the bridge. Just because you don't like the other side. <laughs> Too bad. Throw me away. You built Too this bridge. Bad. Now I'm going to walk all across Too the bridge. Bad. You can't throw me away. I will not be thrown away. I will not be discarded. So I just, I just want to make sure that we're not always living in fear. I, I don't want to be asocial, you know? Thank you for using See that, that term correctly. See that I there? appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It's right. To, you're, it's probably the right perspective to be adventurous. You're also right, though, too. You never know. I'm just saying you never know. There's, yeah. I will say there's, there's two sides to every coin. Right. right. There we go. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued. If, if you do, please chronicle this meeting. Yeah. I, gotta, I mean, I got to think about it. It's always... <laughs> Cause like, cause you're, you are totally right. Uh, you're not, you're never sure. Cause like, obviously I'd always just like talk to my parents first and be like, Hey, does this sound right? And I go, Oh no. Then I just stay away. But if it does, then maybe, maybe there's a reach out. Maybe there's not. Okay. I'm very intrigued. I'd like to know. <laughs> just as a quiet head nod go, go, go do it right go do it right now this is not going to resolve itself within the time frame of this podcast <laughs> so I mean, we can we can move on though we could though <laughs> let's see have you guys seen uh you saw you saw a quiet place when it came out right no what is it what place? what's his name from the office jim oh uh yes yeah emily emily I, blunt's husband yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's this movie about like, these monsters that show up on Earth for whatever reason. And they hear when they hear sound, they they attack and kill. Right. But if oh you're super, if you're if they're like big, big bugs, like think like Starship Troopers. <laughs> uh, but if you're quiet and silent, they can't sense you. And so it's people like there's like three sentences in, a, in the whole movie. It's all quiet. But it's it's so good. Like my God, it's so good. Really? Um, so the second one was supposed to come out last year, but then obviously all the stuff went down and they just, they dropped a date. I saw a commercial the other day. It's coming out, I think on the 28th and like coming out in theaters too. So it's like, this is interesting. Things are like opening up and like things we want to experience are, are happening again. Like this is weird. Whoa. It feels like um, that's just the, is that the visual? Well, I guess Bird Box had to do with sight mm-hmm. and this has to do with, is it the same concept, essentially? A very similar concept? In uh, the most common of denominators, yes. But very different movies. Uh, Bird Box was interesting to me. A Quiet Place is incredible to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was... It was it's one of my... like. It's one of my favorite horror movies, I'll say. It's, it's really oh, it's good. it's a horror movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me intrigue. Yeah. I've not seen uh, Bird Box at all. It was real. I heard it was pretty good. For, yeah, for a minute, it was real hot. Everyone was talking I, about. Bird I Box. feel like you guys were talking about it in the car one time, and I don't know. That's the extent of the memory I have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> because I don't want to be like uh, I don't know if I said like, oh yeah, I'll go out, I'll watch that, and then like I never watched it. You know, <laughs> and we're gonna call you out. So yeah, <laughs> you said you watched it, but I thought what you said. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a novel as well. So I think I, when we were talking about it, I think I, I read the book first and then watched the movie. Which are, are you guys book readers and then movie watchers? Or do you have a preference or do you care at all? I very rarely, I've never done it purposefully. I did it with uh, Guardians, I suppose. I, if you want to qualify that as a Guardians of the Galaxy, if you oh. want to qualify that as a book. But I, when I read it, I did not know that the movie was coming. Right. So I, I never intentionally like, oh, I'll read the book before I watch the movie. 
feels like a waste of my time. Because realistically, you're just going to complain, right? Because they never are like parallel, right? They're never the, the actual same. But I feel like, you know, Walking Dead, for example, same thing. Like I, I read those books. And then when the series was coming out, I said, oh, this is going to be great. This is awesome. And, you know, for a while it was. And then when the uh, series caught up to like where the book was, they had to make decisions and... I don't know. I feel like it's just like a, a grounds to complain, right? Like, I mean, is, the, I, is the movie ever better than the book? I'm sure there are instances. Huh. Don't ask me to think We'll say, me. I will say, and uh, I don't care what anyone says to me about this. So I really enjoyed the Twilight books. It's a thing. Uh, it's not necessarily a love story. There's a lot of stories in, involved in it that they don't talk about in the movies. Uh, like at one point, I think in like the third book, there's a, a vampire named Jasper, and they talk about how when he became a vampire was Civil War times. So while the Civil War was going on between humans, there was also like a Civil War between vampires, and like it's hyper interesting to me, right? That they don't really go into the movies. But in the last movie, they give you, and if you like Twilight or whatever, don't listen to this because it's spoilers. So in the in the last book, there's no big fight between everybody; it kind of dissolves. So in the movie they have a huge fight where like the main guy gets killed instantly. And so like we were in the theater like, <gasps> and everything breaks out. It was so dope. And so at the end of that fight, it goes into like the main girl's eyeball. And it's like a premonition of something that could happen if she doesn't do what she does in the book. So like we get to see that big fight scene that we didn't uh -huh. get in the movie, but they still gave us the book ending. I thought that was really cool. Um, so I would say like that, that that's the, that's a, that's a situation where I like the movie version better than the book version. Mm. Gave you both. Yeah. I can respect that. I feel like people who watch them or read the books and watch the movie, it's really done out of arrogance. As, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, E. Look at what? me. I don't just watch. I don't just go to the cinema. I also read <laughs> the source materials. <laughs> and I, I spent a lot of time diving through the research. And uh, look, look at me. And I, I have a fake British accent now because I read the books before I go to the cinema. Look at me. That's, that's, what, that's what I think of all those people when they feel the need to tell you that they read the book. That they're not just like you idiots who just plop down in front of a screen. Oh, I actually read. Sure, I'll I'll enjoy lowbrow culture as well. But I'm also very I'm really highbrow. Just so you know, I do a lot of reading with my spectacles. That's that's oh. that's what I think of with people who always need to talk about reading the book before going to see the movie. That's I feel very attacked right now. I'll say it. Well. But but does it make it better? It's like I I I want that feeling, but I won't. I hate. I can't stand reading. I just read so much in school, so I only do audiobooks. <laughs> okay, now I feel a little bit better. You're okay, nice. cool. Yeah, Perfect. Nice <laughs> yeah. Middle ground. <laughs>it's really kind of a, a shame because I used to be a voracious reader and I guess I read on my phone, but as far as like holding a book in my hand, all the yeah. way up until I was 23 from feels like the beginning of life until I was 23 and got signed. Really wrestling is what ruined my literacy. That's really <laughs> what happened. Because as soon as, as soon as I started wrestling, I got signed because I was in grad, in grad school. It was all reading and writing, 40 page papers, and just reading, and I did so much of that throughout my life, and I did a lot of it for fun. Uh, I loved John Grisham as a kid. Oh, okay. I would read a bunch of John Grisham really? novels as well. Even when I got into, when the Star Wars, the original trilogy was re-released, it became hot again, at least for me. Like I discovered it for the first time, and I was really into it, and I would even read like, a bunch, I'd go to the library and check out Star Wars books, like official George Lucas books as, as well. Um, 
so I was a voracious reader. I love doing it. But now, man, it's just uh, it's it's sad that my, my reading has, has fallen off a lot. Yeah. So it's uh, when people I think so. I was also I feel like those people are also the people who read the books and watch the movies are a little hoity toity. But it's also me being envious of people. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you're showing yourself. Uh, you're just throwing it in my face. Right, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I used to be like them. Yes. <laughs> But I mean, I so I'm trying to think of. Uh, I mean, I've read some other things too. But uh, my my buddy uh, Tony Luffman, who used to be an announcer for us, love Tony. Yay. Yes, great dude. He sent me a couple uh, Malcolm Gladwell books, and if people send me good books. I'll usually read them. I'll keep them in my backpack when we're on the road a lot. We'd be traveling all the time. It's nice because usually I'm I'm most probably ninety percent of the time I'm on a plane. I'm falling asleep. But the other 10% I'm not, or the time I'm waiting around, sometimes I would, you know, I'd crack open the book. Uh, I forgot who it was, and I, I'm definitely a friend, so I feel bad. But someone just sent me a book. It's like a, an encyclopedia on Bill Murray's life. Oh. Like an A through Z on all the films or important actors. That It's just like an enjoyable book. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I read at times. And then I just read Howard Fine's book on acting I read during the pandemic. But I don't read voraciously like I used to. Yeah. It's a shame. Did you, so, uh, y'all remember Book It? Of course. Don't get me started on Book It because those personal (laughs) pan pizzas. Uh I swear. (laughs) I feel like for the personal pan pizzas, when when you completed Book It, or I forgot how. We got to explain it. Explain explain it because there's a ton of people who have no clue what it is. Are you explaining it because I'm going to butcher it? I am too, but we'll try. Uh, Unless Kofi, you got it. No, I don't. Okay. No. <laughs> so essentially, it was like it's like a deal that Pizza Hut had with elementary schools and middle schools, maybe, um, maybe went up to high school, where if you read like ten books, that was you trying to push towards your school's or your class's goal. So if you could read like three hundred books in a year amongst all your classmates, then you guys would get a pizza party from Pizza Hut. You all get your personal pan pizzas, and it was like who at the end of the year has worked hard enough because it wasn't like you could wait to the last month and then read 15 books because it was like, no, you actually actually sit and read and like write or like a report about what you read. So they know that you did this and you get little stickers every time you had a, you read a book and you had a pin that you could put on your shirt at the party, but said book it in big letters and little, you'd have all your stickers on it. So essentially the person who had the most stickers at the party was the main reason y'all are having the party. So it was like, they would come and pay homage to the person who read the most of books, like, thank Just you for being the smartest one in the room. Like, and that's the, that was the first time that I ever really realized, like, this is a cool way to like educate kids and make them revere knowledge. Yeah. Cause what other, what other time can you think of where you go and thank someone for, for, doing work. You know what I mean? Everything's just so expected. And then even in like group projects, people will slack and then someone will pick up the slack and you still get an A and they don't thank them for anything, you know? And this, it's like, no, you got, you got me pizza. I read, (laughs) I read two books in 365 days. You read 47. Thank you. Yeah. But so there was the class pizza party, but also you would, so there would be little stickers that you got, like special stickers that would go on your book it uh, pin and I forgot exactly what, there might've been something else you used to take in as proof, but I forgot what it was. So you have your, your class party as well, but you would also, once you had, you filled up a certain number of books read, is you could take it and you could go to, because I remember going to Pizza Hut and you would get like a little personal oh, wow. pan pizza. And I swear the little, the golden crust, <laughs> the greasy golden crust, and you know, these pizzas aren't very big, but for a kid, you get your own pizza that you don't have to share. It was incredible. We also, I don't know if you guys had this as well, but I think it was connected to the Book It program or maybe it was another similar uh, literacy program. But we had we had something like that for Ponderosa, which I don't know, I don't remember really how big Ponderosas were. They were chain. 
I don't know if it was national or whatnot, but again, like something similar where you read a certain number of books and you would get uh, a free meal, free something, um, which like you said, I think it's a really cool way. And it was fun. Like it was fun to accumulate points and to work towards a goal together. And it definitely did uh, make literacy and education fun. So I take my hat off to, to anyone. Same thing, I think, not in the same vein, but in a similar vein to Jeopardy. Like, I think Alex Trebek is one of the, the coolest people on TV, or was, uh, may he rest in peace, because he made education fun. Like, I right. loved when 730, 730 uh, like I said before, Wheel of Fortune was at 7, uh, 730 was Jeopardy, and I feel like Wheel of Fortune kind of eased you in because Wheel of Fortune <laughs> was kind of brain teasers. It got your brain warmed up. <laughs> when 730 came the real Jeopardy. stuff. <laughs> yes. And uh, I love that Alex Trebek, uh, even though I feel like on the surface might not have been the coolest. He wasn't like an athlete or uh, I don't know. But there was just something about him where he was clearly uh, a learned man. But it was also there's a level of fun. I don't know. There's just something about Jeopardy that was just extremely appealing as a kid. And even as I got older into my college years. And it's a little bit different now without Alex because I'm just so closely attached to, yeah. to Alex and the show. But uh, I take my hat off to any anyone who really makes a concerted effort to and, and teachers as well who make learning not a chore for their for right. kids mm-hmm. and the kids they teach. I think hats off to you. Yeah, it it's, makes a, it makes a huge difference. Like when you want to learn something and you have an incentive that you're like actually you know, and that's like a obviously like a, a great trait to have in life. Have an incentive, go chase it. You know what I'm saying? I have to do this in order to get that. Like establishing that at a young age, man. It's yeah, it's something else. And like you said, Alex Trebek made it seem fun, right? Like like a lot of all the uh, like the facts and everything were always interesting facts, little random facts that you wouldn't necessarily learn in school, but it, it was cool to be learning. You felt like it was it wasn't like you said it wasn't a chore it wasn't a task you know you were having fun actually learning so yeah real I, th- I think one one thing because you were saying like oh it may not have been it's like seemed like the coolest guy or like an athlete or like you know sunglasses and leather jacket but I think that was that was one of the first experiences that ex kids that we had to see like this guy seems like a master of his craft and that's where I think that came from like any any kid in our age like watching that you say like if you line up like 10 people and Alex Trebek is in it and they go, who's the smartest person here? You're like, it's, it's probably Trebek. It's probably Trebek. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is like, I know he didn't write the, the yeah. answers, but he he delivered them with such a comfort and an ease that it seemed like he knew what he was talking yeah. about. So he just seemed like a, a very bright human. And he just presented the show in a way that was really cool and enjoyable. You know who else did a great job with that and still does do a great job with that? Bill Nye. Oh, true. Mm. Respect to the legend. Man. Yeah. My God. When when the teacher, <laughs> you know, those days where they roll that card in with that big, best. big TV those on the front the of it. And she said, and you know what's in science class? You're like, oh, Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> Did y'all have a laser disc, by the way? Yeah. I remember there was a big ass. Yeah. Yes, they were enormous. So there are a few times where that cart was just, a, it had a big laser disc below it. And I don't remember Laserdisc. I don't know what the plan was for Laserdisc, but they were, they never became a household <laughs> no, item. No, they didn't. Yeah. Mm-mm. 
we we actually so my, you know, my dad works at Boston College and every now and then I would go into work with him especially over the summers and one of the ways I would occupy my time is I would go down to the media library and we'd go and I just pick out a movie to watch and I remember vividly several times I would go down to the media center and I would ask them for the movie Excalibur and it would just be the big ass laser disc and you know <laughs> put it in and watch it because I used to like King Arthur and all that but they had a whole like whole ass library full of these discs right and like what are they doing now? <laughs> I feel like it was such a short time time frame that they were a thing, and it was supposed to be like the next, I mean, uh, like level of of technology. I mean, CDs as well, right? I mean, yeah. obviously, I think CDs were more popular, but um, yeah, Laserdisc, man, what a what a blast from the past. So Where crazy. are the Laserdiscs now? What are they? Yeah. What have they done with all the Laserdiscs? That's what we should. So for people uh, who are younger and don't know what laser disc are, if you haven't if you haven't Googled it yet, a laser disc was essentially a record sized CD. So take like a regular CD, you know what a CD is, I hope, and then make it the size of a 12 inch record, like a vinyl. <laughs> yeah. And now if you didn't know what that was, you're thinking that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it looked ridiculous. <laughs> it did. But if we can find some, we should we should try to find movies that we haven't seen, not watching them on streaming services, but finding them on laser disc. <laughs> And getting together <laughs> on a laser disc party. <laughs> such a such a waste of time for no reason. <laughs> you got all these streaming platforms. You go find a laser disc. Yeah. You go find a laser disc player somewhere to plug it in. The 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 jacks to go into the TV because yep. you yep. know they have no kind of like Bluetooth or whatever. Whoa! I don't know. Bro, I'm, I'm going to pick one up right now. I'm going to get one on Amazon. <laughs> it sounds like so unsatisfying. Like, what's, like Star- literally no payoff. Bro, Star Wars trilogy, laser disc special edition. Let's go. Jesus. E, you might get something fun for your birthday next year. <laughs> what am I going to do with a laser disc? Dan said he's got Terminator 2 laser disc right next to him. Wow. You gotta turn on your camera, please. Yeah, we got to gotta get eyes on this. All right. All right. <laughs> He's, he was chomping at the bit. He knew we were going to ask him. Oh, laser. All the laser, laser disc. Ooh. <laughs> my time to shine. Uh, oh, of, my God. Can you show the people? Yes. There we go. This guy here. Jesus. Why do you, why do you have that? Uh, I love Terminator 2. I got a ton of Terminator 2 stuff. I've got like 19 different versions of it. And uh, a fan from Giant Bomb sent this to me years ago. So uh, always prominently placed two discs. Two disc, <laughs> double disc. Mm-hmm. I think you got to flip it over halfway through. Yeah. yeah, incredible. Good stuff. It's crazy that that all of the information on that could fit on like the smallest thumb drive. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Today, technology is insane. Big question, especially for you too, Dan. You just you stay for this. Sure. So, sure. pyramids. Who made them? Hmm? Let's go. Oh. Get controversial. Get controversial. What made you think of that? Huh? Yeah. Is this an alien thing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. guessing not aliens. That's my guess. So there was a show called Fact or Faked that I went on and I was a guest. And this wasn't quite pyramids, but Stonehenge. Also, people have a lot of, you know, uh, hesitation with, to say that humans did it or not. But there was a guy in, um, in Detroit. I, I forget where in Detroit it was, but we went to his house. And what he does is he builds these like, I don't know, two ton monoliths and builds up like Stonehenge type structures in his yard. And he does it. He has like this little, uh, so it's called a Herodotus machine. I think Herodotus was like some uh, Pharaoh in Egypt or something. I don't know. But 
it like tips it up a little bit and they put something underneath and then up a millimeter the other side. So you're able to elevate the, and he does, he does this all by himself. So you're able to like raise like two ton monolithic concrete structures by yourself. So he's shown like how the pos- like how it could have possibly worked. But what's crazy to me is the fact that like, you know, that they're very um like astrologically uh precise. So that to me is like that's the real like uh, you know, the, what's really impressive is the fact that like and I don't know all the different like you know, facts that they spew or whatever, but um yeah, it makes you it really makes you question about like foreign life i suppose for a while i was circles yeah Yeah. i'm definitely open to the idea that there's life elsewhere and for a while i was open to and i guess i suppose i am somewhat open to the idea that the pyramids were built by aliens but if i have the ability to make a pyramid if i'm that technologically advanced that i could just I don't know. If I'm aliens, I'm doing something else. I'm doing something cooler than just building some pyramids <laughs> that y'all can house your dead in. I'm not, you know what I mean? Y'all gonna feel my impact. Right. I, feel I, my I, right. I, I think if I have the ability to travel all the way to another planet and build some kind of structure that lasts for thousands of years, I'm doing something cooler than, than that. So, I don't know. I'm just going to assume that whoever built, that the Egyptians were just on it. And then they knew what they were doing <laughs> yeah. and they're very good at it, even though I still do believe. So there's also also what's interesting, too, is I feel like we've also as a society kind of glossed over the fact that that the government has said, oh, there are these unidentified flying, flying objects, objects now. And here's some of the materials. And they're not necessarily saying that, that this is proof of alien life, but they're saying, oh, yeah, there are UFOs and we don't really. Uh, we don't uh, sorry, we don't know where they come from. And we just kind of put that out there and people, I think it was during the pandemic. So we had too much else going on. So we just said, oh, that's cool. But, you know, we're moving on to the next thing. But I do find that to be interesting. That is completely. Yeah, it's, I feel like, okay, so to your point, E, I don't necessarily think that like aliens built them, but I do think that aliens gave some tips or some technology. I'm not saying saying they sat down and like oversaw everything. I'm saying they gave them. No, like they gave them like, hey, check out, check out, check out this, check out the technology for this machine. I don't know what all of that information looks like. I'm not saying that they came down and built them, but I'm saying that in order for us to move further along, maybe we had some help. Check this out, like they came down and taught a class. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they exchanged some information rather than saying, hey, we can go at warp speeds and there's a billion galaxies and all this. Y'all's brains aren't ready for this, but we want to throw you a bone. Here's a little bit of something. Like Dan, do you really think that from when did when did the regular Nintendo drop? Uh, 1984 in the 84. states. I want to say. You think you think that we got PS5 technology this fast, just being humans? Yes. Oh, yeah. Technology is exponential. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, no way, no way, I, no yeah. way. We we humans fight each other in in wars and they kill and they're terrible. We couldn't make that technology by ourselves when that's like the humans. Also, they also do good things. <laughs> I know they do, but I'm just saying there has to be beings who are who are crazy and they everything is peace and perfect and they got all the technology on the in the universes and they come down and they throw a bone and they go hey you know what you guys have done well the past 20 years here's a little bit more information if we don't know what those ships are to clarify you believe the playstation 5 is like you know sony and you know they're out redwood city in japan and mark cerny Mm -hmm. and also aliens they like there is also to the console aliens (laughs) there's a there's a little bit i'm not i'm not saying they gave us ps5 but i'm saying that there's an exchange information that advances our technology a little bit (laughs) maybe dreamcast (laughs) 
And you're using PS5 as your example, not the fact that we have uh, nuclear weapons yeah. or that or that this phone in my hand uh, is one of the most powerful computing devices, mm-hmm. you know, that that's around. So PS5 is your example. Are you having trouble putting in whatever variable you'd like to? Why, why are we hung up on the PS5 example? <laughs> I don't I'm understand just saying, this. I'm just, just saying, you make for the strongest you argument. You used the leap always. from Nintendo to PS5. Yeah, and it's talking to who is a gamer. He understands that very quickly. Nintendo PS5 is a huge technological jump. I'm speaking I mean, a language with There were with increments. The there were increments. Uh, they didn't go from the NES to the PS5. There were, yes. there were four PS5s or four PSs. I'm aware. And over aware. 30 years passed. 30 years yeah. is a long time. It's a long time. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You know, it's all relative, I suppose. Relative, relative, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking. I'm thinking big picture here, boys. <laughs> also, <laughs> big brain thoughts. Also, I, I know. Uh, I guess they use hieroglyphics to uh, as their. I don't know descriptive language. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Um, uh, but wouldn't there be some kind of uh, documentation? Isn't there of this alien visit? Isn't there? What? Look, let me look up he, some something something on a vase. Let me look up something. I mean, from the Egyptians who had this powwow. According to you, with the aliens, they sat around in a circle, uh, cross-legged, and talked about ways to build pyramids. You know, there might have been other methods of communication, and obviously, the exactly. way that they're able to like document it through hieroglyphics is the way that they displayed what they experienced. And I don't know any specifics. Again, I might be actually completely making this up, but I know that there's a lot of like hieroglyphics that do depict like higher powers and sources. Even like the Mayans and like the the images that they have in their temples, you see like people or or beings coming from outer space and you know just mm-hmm. frolicking with the people on earth so yeah i mean it, it could very well be something that people could imagine i feel like we've through um different generations like you know we've we've had that fantasy or that thought that there is something beyond even even still today but i don't know I, there, there could be the possibility that it actually happened and this is the way that they documented it too yeah it's a possibility and that's all i'm saying i'm not saying this definitely happened i'm saying there's a possibility because with the universe as large as it is what's what's yeah. the quote it's it's there's one of two things we're either alone in the universe or we're not both are equally terrifying if you think that we are the only beings, sentient beings in the, this universe, in any universe, like the, the hubris, the hubris yeah. of a person that so thinks that there's arrogant. not life outside of Earth. That's, that's insane to it's me. real arrogant. And to think that there's no possibility that they're miles smarter than us. Why would that not be a possibility? I agree. I agree with that. I just don't I just don't know if I'm sold that we were visited by them and they they traveled all this distance to sit down and say, hey, let's build some 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 graves and who, who really said that they weren't who said that tombs. they weren't just flying around and they happened upon earth and they said oh this is cool let's let's do something with them let's do a collab you know it's your boys the aliens <laughs> ready to the do aliens. a collab go ahead like subscribe on your boys youtube you'll get that in about three thousand years you'll get it you know but they get any know. credit so it's like you do a so? you do you do a, a collab with nike and they never credit you what if I'm doing it for a charity and I don't care to put my name on it because I'm just a good person? Because humans do good things, right? They do good things too. Oh, Why can't aliens? Not like that was this. Kofi. Why can't oh. aliens? Whoa. Well, then I apologize, whoa. E. I restate that to Kofi. There we go. Wow. I, I'm not denying that, it, that it's a possibility. I'm on your side. What's, what's well, then happening? never mind. I, I take it. I got fired up. I got fired up. Listen, I apologize. Wait a minute. I, I sense my wrong. I apologize. I got I got fired up. I apologize. No, no I, I agree. I'm not sold on. Yeah. As far as aliens, the thing I'm not sold on is like, you know, I, I think there's a good possibility that there's intelligent life out there. But in all these movies and depictions and everything, they're always like roughly humanoid size. You know, they're like three feet, like Mars Attacks guys. Sure. They're like, you know, six or seven feet independent 
Independence Day guys, and they have eyes, they have heads and kind of appendages and stuff. Like, who's to say if there wasn't another planet that it wouldn't be like, oh, they're 800 feet tall and invisible or human eyes sure. can't see them. You know, what are the odds they would be roughly human sized and shaped and everything? Yeah, who that's, I mean, I guess that's the mystery, right? They they could be 800 feet tall. They could be a lot smaller than we are. You know what I'm saying? Like to where we wouldn't even know. I, I always wonder like, um, so you talk about like having a Petri dish, right? And you put like, whatever germs in there and then you watch the germs like grow and that's their span of life and they just you know invade on certain things uh, like what if like we are also in like the petri dish of something that's maybe these 800 uh, feet tall beings and you think about like atoms right like hydrogen or you know uh, water h2o hydrogen oxygen whatever that's all like molecules or at least the way that it's depicted is in like molecular form which is also the same way that our planets are depicted which are also like you know rotating around a nucleus you know so maybe we're like the small beings and part of something that's even bigger and when we have the way that we perceive time and our life is obviously different than a way a fruit fly perceives its time in life and development, right? So it's all it's all relative versus like somebody or an alien being coming from who knows where, where a billion years goes by in like a second. Who the, who who knows, right? Like I feel you like just it's all relative. The to Men in Black, Men in Black. Where it's like <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I just don't. I feel like there's no way that we can be the only things out there. There's just no way. So to to bring it back, E. Do you think that Rob has maybe made a small colony in a Petri dish that has now <laughs> yours personal little universe? I mean, I suppose it's possible. I, I feel like he'd have better things to do than, than that. But yeah, you might I, be surprised. I, you I, know? Don't know. I don't know. If he has a, if he has a lab. This is true. Under a I microscope, mean, it's a bunch of little big E heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's disturbing. That's disturbing. <laughs> I'm open to it. I'm open to the idea of all these things. I just, uh, yeah. I tend to think that we often are bored as humans and we often <laughs> we're searching for the meaning of life. And yeah. we want to think like one reason a lot of people lean on conspiracy theories because they're interesting and they capture our imagination. But you know, if these things aren't true, life is kind of dull. We're kinda just boring. here and <laughs> just here. Just so for the sake yeah, of, yeah, it's, it's fun to, to imagine these things. And I, I just tend to think life is, Probably more boring than we want to believe, <laughs> yeah. but you know it's it's fine. Well, so just then, to go back to your your video game analogy, I think I would buy the alien technology just for the NES Zapper, the duck hunt gun. Oh, there's no you know, sensors; okay, you don't attach call. anything to your TV. Have you read how that thing works? That is very true. Because oh. even you have the time crisis when you have to have sensors around your TV. Everything else you needed backwards. a sensor for it to talk to the the TV and do directional stuff. It was using some weird alien technology. If you read how that worked. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, it was something like it would like flash for a split second. When you pulled the trigger, the screen would flash. And I, I might be getting this wrong, but most of it would be white. But then the area that the ducks were in would flash black, like black boxes. And there was like a little, it wasn't a camera, but some sort of sensor inside the gun that could detect if it was pointed at the black mark on the screen and then send the info back to the NES to let you know if you shot the duck. Whoa. This is in like the 80s and it worked perfectly. See, that's that's not humans, dude. <laughs> Come on. Well, to me, the thing is, is that like it's it's scary, right? Because I always feel like the government, uh, there's obviously things that they cannot release to us in terms of technological advances, because if it gets into the wrong hands, something might happen. And here goes my conspiracy theory. Right. But it's interesting because it's like, OK, for all the stuff that we throughout time have known, there's always been a group of people that knows more. 
So for all the stuff that we know now, I'm just like, I feel like I'd be blown away by what the, the, the powers that be know in terms of technology, you know, time travel or I don't know, metamorphosis, or, you know what I mean? Like whatever that might be. But again, like I, I, I am a bored human, like he said, with <laughs> vivid imagination. So I don't know. It is interesting when you think about the leaps in understanding and knowledge. It really is. Um, do, do you have you ever heard the reason why Kellogg's cornflakes were uh, invented? No, because people legitimately thought it would curb. What's how to delicately put this? Oh, you no. know, you know when uh, uh, a young man comes of a certain age, and he he finds out all of the things his body can do. <laughs> And how, you know, so people, graham crackers as well, uh, they run the trap. But that, these are real things. And there are also ideas, and this is, uh, we took like a health and sports, uh, health and sports studies class in college. And we learned things like that. This was supposed to curb those habits. Uh, even things like our belief on the physical activity that, that young women and girls could have because they thought it would destroy their, their wombs. Like, the, I don't even think. For a long time, women couldn't even be in P classes, girls. So, and, and this is not that long ago. We're talking probably, I don't know, what, 100 years or, or so. So it's it's profound when you think, like, what will people know in 100, 200 years from now that we hold on to as fact? Uh, because yeah. there certainly will be massive leaps in understanding oh, sure. and, and knowledge. But, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Even, like, we laugh at stuff from... The early, like the 19 teens and the early 20th century that seems comical now. Um, but I, I wonder how much of our life, much like looking back at our fashion from college, when we saw yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in those tall tees, thinking we were hot, like we, we look back and we scoff now. And that's, that's yeah. only what, 10, that's like 15 years. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. like one, one that really stands out in my brain is, is smoking, like cigarettes. Like, right. obviously, to us, it's like, of course that's bad for you. Duh. How would you not know this? But, like, people just, it wasn't a thing. They didn't know. Everybody yeah. smoked. It's so wild to me. I think, like, when we were little, we always talked about, like, okay, uh, it'd be cool to have a car that would drive itself or a car that flies, you know, and now we have cars that can legitimately drive you, for, legitimately drive you from point A to point B, you can sleep in your car and have the car like just legit drive you. So it's like a reality. And as time goes by, that's going to be like the standard, right? Where we would just like fantasize about that. And I know they also have like magnetic, um, like roads or whatever, where the cars, uh, also have magnets, magnets on the bottoms or like electromagnets or something like that to where they literally float. So what is there going to be a point in time where like all of our roads are replaced by these like magnetic or electromagnetic roads that cars will then float and drive themselves. Like, so I don't know, it's weird. Our imagination oftentimes becomes reality and it's happening so much like just exponentially quicker. You talk, you talk about from the eighties until now, like, I mean, even like, honestly, look at, look at the iPhone, right? From what, early 2000s until now, like the advances are crazy. So facial recognition, right? Thumbprint, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. I'm just trying to think, what's something that you like fantasized about as a little kid that is a real thing now? Like, so you said flying cars. Yep. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's anything. I feel like it's. I feel like it's been a little disappointing. If I'm being honest, <laughs> <laughs> it's been, a little, it's been a little disappointing. <laughs> you watch the Jets, it's like, oh, yeah. boy. 
2020 wait. is gonna be lit. <laughs> Bruh, even even if you watch some of these, it's interesting too when people will post on Twitter stuff, and I can't think of any. Uh, maybe like Terminator stuff from like maybe the 90s when we were kids, and then and then this post-apocalyptic future, and it's yeah. set in like 2020, and I'm yeah. looking around, and, was, and and I guess we assumed in 25, 30 years that more things would have would have developed. But yeah. when I look at these depictions <laughs> of of the post-apocalyptic future and what it's supposed to look like, and we're in present day. And my house isn't floating or I don't have, uh, you know, a, a rocket ship to go to school in or something. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. Yeah. I thought you were going to be happy that we're not living in a post-apocalyptic 2020. That's where I thought you were going. No, no, no. no. It's, if the world is going to hell, but I have really cool things to fly around in, it's okay. It's cool. It all evens out. Because you can still go get the bowl. <laughs> My Poke Bowl, yeah. You can go get a Poke Bowl you so you're fine. Right. <laughs> I don't have to walk. I can just fly. Yeah. yeah. Dara just said something about the uh, maglev trains. This is like the magnetic trains, uh, how they work. Uh, SC maglev or superconducting magnetic trains were developed by the Central Japan Railway Company and the Railway Technical Research Institute beginning in the 1970s. Wow. Maglev trains work on the principle of magnetic repulsion between the cars and the track. The word maglev is actually a combination of the words magnetic and levitation, maglev. The magnetic levitation or floating of the train is achieved through the use of an electrodynamic suspension system or EDS. So we're there, man. Man. It's crazy. I'm I'm trying to find what year Quantum Leap was set in. I want to say it was set (laughs) to the year 2000, I want to say. And it's it's super interesting to me when shows from the '80s or the '70s, like 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 literally just what he explained, but the fact that they have not like not only like time travel, but like time travel into another person's body and live their life technology, right, <laughs> right. right. But then earlier, like you said, we don't know what they know. So like, do we have that? No, <laughs> I don't know. Like we are not privy to the knowledge on a, on a widespread basis. It's crazy. But then I, when you get to the, uh, the tipping point where technology is too advanced, the AI is too smart, and now we're in, in a battle with the machines uh, for our planet. We might be there. Hey, that's coming. Already. That's coming. You think so? I, that when is I watched coming. that, have Bro. you seen the, I think it's, is it Boston Science? Is that the, the company that yep. invents uh-huh. stuff? That's the dogs. The, yeah. The, and the, the dancing robots. When, when robots that have that kind of dexterity and ability to move, that is frightening. Yeah. Like break it dancing. is frightening. And so easily, too. And they have them doing, like, 10-foot, like, box jumps. Like, I don't know. There's the one robot, uh, her, what, uh, robot named Sophia. Have you seen her? So she, you can, like, interview her. Oh, God. I'll put a link in. Uh, oh, God. It's, but she's, she's been around for, for a while. I oh, think. and she has, like, a, a pseudo oh, skin or something. Yeah, yeah. What? So she looks like a person. Does she move around or she just sit there? And um, possibly her? now. I don't know. Oh, God. I don't like that. This, yeah. Oh, she's That's like that episode of uh, Black Mirror, right? When the one, Which one? The one lady's right. husband had uh, passed away, but she got a clone. Oh, yeah. That was too much. So trippy. It was too much. Uh, Black Mirror is very good. So for people who haven't watched Black Mirror, I highly recommend it if you're like of age because it's, it's heavy stuff. Heavy stuff, not 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 a kid show <laughs> by any means, um, but it's good. But it has a lot of those those types of things where it's like, man, technology is maybe maybe we're not ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that final season was a little hit or miss, though, if you ask me. Yeah, that's not that good. The others were were very very good. 
Um, I'm reading one article that says AI humanoid Sophia is granted first ever robot visa and speaks with the president. I'm not sure which president, but uh, again, this is yeah. unsettling. Oh my God. <laughs> what, 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 why, why didn't he get a visa for a robot? To travel. I'm not sure. You know? yeah. yeah. To go from get around, country. be a citizen. Because then we get into that question of like, what is life? Is life a soul? Do our souls real? Do we believe in this? Like, what happens when we get to the point where there is a an, an artificial intelligence that that is able to feel and do all the same things that we do, but not need to like not need to like go to the bathroom or do any of the things that like slow us down? Not, right. They don't need to sleep or anything. Like, what what happens? Because now then then we become inefficient and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, the, uh, um, yeah. there's there's a really good movie. I don't know if you've seen her, but I yeah. highly suggest it. It's Joaquin Phoenix. And the the robot humanoid, uh, the robot is um, voiced by Scarlett Johansson, but it explores, it's a man, and this is a bit of a spoiler, but the premise you, you learn pretty quickly, at least in the trailer you do. But the, the man falls for the AI. And why wouldn't you, you know? It mm-hmm. kind of explores, because oftentimes when you, when you talk about, I would imagine for most people when they talk about why, maybe not why they, I, I guess like why they fell in love. Like initially you start with attraction, but there are qualities with this other person that really have very little to do with their physicality. When you think about their ability to empathize or to listen or to be giving, a lot of these things with with really well-developed AI, you would get a similar reaction to. So I could very much see with the development of AI, more men and women falling in love or having relationships with AI, which is very hard to fathom. And it seems very wrong uh, to a lot of us. But uh, I think the concept is really interesting because I I can see an avenue where people would have relationships with AI and they'd be fairly healthy relationships, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, because if the whole point of what we're doing is is that connection, we always say that human connection because it's the only one that we have available to us currently, you know? So if you do have this being like you're saying that checks off all these boxes of, you know, they listen to me, they enjoy the same things, like we have the same yeah. sense of humor. Like those are the things that like actually matter in a relationship. So at what point do people just like, because does it, does it feel the same if like, let's say like we made our own, like if, if we in our homes, we have a setup and we like almost like, and this is, I, this is okay. So this is, I guess, disrespectful to, to AI when we get there. So I don't mean it in a bad way, but like <laughs> if we have like our own like Build-A-Bear and we go and we pick what we want from this AI and then we take them home and- like they just live with us because they're our perfect partners because we've made them. And any anything that we find out along the way, oh, I need to tweak something here, here, and here. But then it's like the people who have are super toxic, does it turn into a thing where toxic people are making toxic AIs and then eventually those relationships are broken up? Now there's just toxic AIs all floating around. Or oh, man. do those toxic people create AIs that bring the toxicity out of them and put it away and turn them into like good people because now they have this, this useful quality relationship? And- does this become so common that you're like, oh, I'm in an interracial relationship, and it just means like, yo, you you date a robot? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you just dated robot, bro. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's what you're it gonna, means. Yeah, you're gonna have, 
the other people like Sharon don't you dare bring that metal and steel in my house he is not taking you to prom no way no how like there's gonna be like AI races dude we, we need to guess who's coming to dinner with, with robots yes. 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 humans are robots training places yes there's so many possibilities oh no, man I'm all in on this I, I yeah. can't wait I think that's the future I want to see it's just a future where we just live with our and maybe that maybe that will ease the the racial tension between us being different skin colors or whatnot because we'll realize hey we're all we're all flesh and blood and we got these robots to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. need, I don't flesh need to worry about you. And yeah. You know, we're all cool. We're flesh and blood. Let's keep an eye on these robots here. They're the ones we need to worry about. I think there's something there, man. Robots. I think there's something there. Just right. imagine. Imagine a society where your your coworkers, your friends, you got a couple robot friends, you got a couple co- you know what I mean? Oh, I dated a, a robot. You know what I mean? I think No big I, deal. Yeah. We just live amongst the robots yeah. peacefully. But then is it, is it, there's, I have so many questions because there's no, there's no setup yet. So like you said, you could have, if there was like the store where you get them or if a company is just like, hey, we're just going to put like a thousand AI in your area because, you know, we're doing this thing. And then they, you know, they go and get jobs and they apply and they have to go through the same processes that we do. It would be interesting. Like, so people like swiping on Tinder, like, Whoa. <laughs> are you a robot or not? Cause like, I can't tell. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, maybe, maybe it's just oh, ambiguous. Man. You're not sure. And like, do, then do we do? Are we do we just slowly get filtered out? Right. It's not even like a hostile takeover. <laughs> well, do the, do the robots like do they reproduce, or do they like do they die? Do they you know what I'm saying? Do they just keep on populating and start creating themselves? And they like, probably could you know if they get smart enough, they could probably make their own robot forces. So there'd be no use for us for forces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> because we surely would not be the ideal partners for this AI. Because of Maybe all no. of our humanistic flaws. Maybe they'll keep us around like uh, pets. Like, you know how humans love, a lot of people love horses and dogs? Wow. Maybe they'll treat us like that. Oh, my God. Take care of us, feed us, let us run around in the yard a little bit. Yeah. You know? Bruh. I feel like they would like, they would like cull the herd. They'd be like, well, we only need about 10,000 of you, so. Yeah. Let's, let's everybody run this Ninja Warrior course, so we we'll hope you're in first place. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I think I think we live peacefully with the robots. I, I'd like that. Yeah, I would as well. Man, right. Let's let's let's, let's put some investment let's from, put our, <laughs> from our from our from uh, our bump boy <laughs> business. <laughs> what percentage of the bump boy budget are we going to put it towards yeah. today? <laughs> <laughs> the R and D for our own AI. <laughs> would you? Okay, so last question. Then we got to wrap things up. Um, if you had the option, would you clone yourself? Man, I want to say no, but I'm also so intrigued to mm. see how this clone behaves that I'm kind of into it. If his, if his personality is like mine, I think we'd, we'd be fine because um, I think he'd stay away from me and give me my space. Yeah. <laughs> but if he's not, man, even having a twin to me is real freaky. So like clone is another step of freakiness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... No, but I'm I'm intrigued. I yeah, I would say that I would, but I don't want to hang out with them. Like I don't want to hang out with myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so what happens uh, to? Is, I don't know if if someone needs a a, a Kofi out there, do you need a clone? <laughs> sure, why not? Go ahead, have at it. You know, well, think about how many times like I don't feel like going to work today. Uh, yeah, go work raw for me. 
You know what I mean? Like that would be great. <laughs> but if I'm they're your clone, they they bum boy they don't clones? feel like doing it either. Yeah, 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 yeah that's it. <laughs> it is your job. You are the clone. You guys watch Invincible, by the way? I haven't yet. I just got, oh, I'm going to be pretentious. Got, I just yeah. got all of the books. I want to read yeah. first. The books are amazing, too. I actually got the books, too. Uh, shout yes. out to Arun. Arun yes. Singh. Yes. Send me yeah. the books. Yes, Arun. Thank you very much. Being. Big shout out. Nice. Thank you. But yes, he sent me the books as well. So I need Bro, to dive into Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. And the uh, the series right now is like doing the books justice, too. So but there's a there's a uh, uh, there's an enemy. This isn't a spoiler, but he's a clone and he keeps like cloning himself. But then they argue about like who's the clone and like who's not. So just thinking about that. Oh, yeah. Funny. Jeez, I'm intrigued. Well, it's a lot. Yeah, I don't I don't think I could. Yeah, It'd be very weird because I I'd just be worried about like, what do we do with him? Yeah. Like, do we got to entertain them? Like, is it is it if it's full clone? Like, you still have to like, go to the bathroom and eat, and you need you have needs. Like, now you got, do I have to take care of you now, or like, can you get a job? But if you're getting a job and people and you're my clone, are people going to be like, hey, this is Austin? So that I keep if uh, clone Austin's out there messing up, <laughs> then it's going to come back on me. <laughs> and I can't I can't have that. He's your clone. Yeah, it's your yeah. Fault. <laughs> I can't believe you got you got a vouch for him. Yeah. Hey, hey, we're getting referral calls like, hey, Austin, we got your clone in here. Should we hire him? And now I have to be like, I mean, he's, he'll do the job, but I mean, I just don't know if you can count on him to be self-motivated. Like, I don't want to have that conversation. Or, or, or you want the job, so you bury yeah. him. But I could. You know, he, he really can't handle it, but I could. I can't yeah. help it. Mm, interesting. Austin, you're on speakerphone. <laughs> hey, I heard that. I heard what you said about me. I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> uh, speaking of as well, uh, there's a, uh, I don't know if we talked about this before, but there's a Paul Rudd series called Living With Yourself about he clones himself. Actually, Tom Brady's in it briefly too. Like the inside, oh. it's like a little cameo and a joke that, Tom Brady clones himself. Yes. Like he, he just had this cloning studio, whatever. And so anyways, it's really good. So if you want to, uh, you know, if you, I think it helps you explore the possible pitfalls with cloning yourself. So if you want to, if you're thinking it about it, living with yourself, I think living it's on Netflix yourself. still. Okay. But yes, I enjoyed it. It's pretty funny. I just remember as you were explaining, as I remember watching it, it's, it's pretty funny. I enjoyed it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but great. Uh, that was an episode of our podcast. <laughs> It was. I didn't know where we were going at first, and then I'm. I'm really the AI rabbit hole we went down, uh, and, and technology and all that jazz. Yeah, I'm into that. And I, I've, I felt bad since I wanwanned on you when we were talking. I apologize. <laughs> I feel really bad about it. I feel. I, I felt bad since I've done it. Like I was. I, 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 I almost texted you. Yeah. I, I almost. I was so thinking about texting what? you the whole time that we've been talking, and I said, "No, I'm going to wait until we're done." But if I see an opening, I'm going to apologize again because I feel. I'm probably still going to text you. Like not even in the group, just just directly to you. Apologies. I'm sorry. No, no, it's no. So, it's good. There's, there's a certain level of, of banter that goes yeah. on uh, during the, the podcast recording that is forgiven. I feel like you can say whatever you want on the yeah, podcast, yeah. and it can't be. It can't be. It can't be taken personally. Personally. No, so, okay, so we'll every episode off with no offense. So, <laughs> no, no, yeah. hey, no offense. Hey, bl- but, bless your heart, yeah. dude. But, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, okay. It's okay. We, we do have to go for real after this one. Um, I just, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that Kofi yelled at a drone last night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, we try to have fun out there. You're going to be on Raw Talk late night, you know, make it worthwhile. 
They try to cut us off. You know, if you're going to have the new day on Raw Talk, then you need to allocate the proper amount of time. You might not even need to have like two other guests. Just let us be on there for the 30 minutes, you know, the entirety and, and just let us do our thing. But don't just, you know, put us on and then try to you try to run us off. Yeah, OK, we're done with you. Nah, nah, we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. So, you know, we had to speaking of like, uh, you know, uh, robotic uh technology and all that I, I hope that if the drone if you're listening I don't take it personal it was just my character just talking a little <laughs> junk but you know what I'm saying don't, don't go get all your robotic and mechanical friends and bring them to my house I don't want that okay I was just trying to entertain the masses that's all that was <laughs> and it's because you said you recently watched Love, Death and Robots which was yeah. it's on Netflix and that was uh, Mikazi was the one that mentioned it to you yes. Samoa Joe actually first mentioned it to me and I realized that now I want my role to be just you guys talking. And anytime something reminds me of a series or a movie, then I jump in and say, oh, wait a second. There's a show I watch. Because I realized I did a lot of that the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Hey, you guys ever seen Who's works. the Boss? <laughs> oh, man. Um, we could, we could but, do a whole episode of that on, on Love, Death, and Robots, too. And I thought yeah. it was called, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, Love, Death, and Robots. But <laughs> great series, great series. I gotta watch it. Very tricky. I, I gotta watch it. Jojo told me too. But I different. Yeah, it's a um, it's a bunch of for anyone who's interested. It's a bunch of short films, and they all pretty much have to. There's like robots of some sort, some kind of AI in every single episode, but they're all independent of each other. A bunch of like short films. A bunch of people told me. So I don't know if you guys would have seen this. This anime called uh, Robot or sorry, Robot Carnival. No, okay. Somebody told me it was like that. It's just a bunch of shorts with all like the top. Animators of anime at that time making a short about robots. But anyway, yeah. whatever. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Appreciate y'all. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, which we know you did because it goes all over the place, now that we come in with no uh, no idea what we're going to say, <laughs> we just, we just, we just going out there. We're like the we're old jazz it. musicians. You know what I mean? We don't know how to read music. Oh. We didn't, we didn't study at, at uh, the Louvre. I know you don't study at the Louvre, <laughs> but I was trying to think of Juilliard. Juilliard? <laughs> Juilliard, yeah. The Louvre? <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is, we didn't study at any of your fancy academies to learn how to do this. No. We just we just out here bebopping and scatting all over the place. That's what we're doing. Well, yeah, yeah. He said what he said. He said what he said. This is only from this Zoom call is only from like the nipples up, man. You don't know what I'm doing down here. Don't tell me what I am, what I'm not doing. With the bottom half of my body. I can't be a part of that. Can't award. His I thoughts and views are his own. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm saying we're out here just freestyling it, you know? That's right. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Little skibidoo bidoo bop 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 All right. If you like what you heard, go ahead and tell your friends about it. Tell them to listen wherever they listen to their podcast. Just type in the new day in the search bar. Click the pink picture with the three black guys' heads on it. That's us. If you're on Apple, give us that five-star review. Respect to E. There you go. Just live in it because it feels good good but yeah thank you for listening go to uddshop.com you can check out that new day podcast shirt you know go pick it up for your boys and check me out on up up down down that's on the youtubes all the time and check out g4 on socials at g4 tv on all social platforms that's all i got mm. well uh you can follow me on the instagram and the twitter at 
True Kofi. And I said that slow to make it seem like I had a lot more uh, since you had so many different avenues that they can participate in. I do not. Uh, so you can catch me on the Instagram and the Twitter. So I'll repeat the ones that I have to make it seem like more. <laughs> at, at True Kofi. Here we go. Well done. Well done. Um, you can uh, go to at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram to see the nonsense that I put out there. Uh, you can go to uh, HBO Max to watch season one of Laser Wolf. Uh, and season two also included your boys. Hopefully that'll be on there very, very soon. You can also go to uh, the, do you say the UUDD shop for the podcast shirt? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I forgot. I, I, I apologize. That's your part. No, it's fine. I know you said the up and down, down shop. I don't know if you said it for the podcast shirt, but thank you for saying that as well. Uh, you can also, where else can you go to for things? Oh, you can also go to Yelp.com if you want reviews <laughs> on things. You can go to Whitecastle.com if you're looking for some sliders. Uh, <laughs> where else can you go? They you, can go you? To, you can go to Wish.com uh, to, oh to buy God. some cheap stuff, I guess. They're you can go all over the place. <laughs> Right. They, they don't pay me to say that, but I'm out of places you can go to. So that's that's all. That's, I'm done. <laughs> cut me off. Somebody cut me off.